0: Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for everyday living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao De Jing. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day, by listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. verse 43 allowing the Tao the gentlest thing in the world will override the strongest the non-existent pervades everything though there be no inlet by this I comprehend how effectual is non-action to teach without words and to be useful without action few among people are capable of this that's verse 43 of the Tao Te Ching Translated by Walter Gornold. Next, let's break it down. This verse has two parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. The first part talks about the greatest thing being no thing. (laughs) And part two talks about wu-wei, or the concept of non-action. So in part one... Lao Tzu says that the gentlest thing in the world overrides the strongest. So I feel like he's, I mean, of course, he's talking about the Tao, right? But I think he's also pointing to other examples of things that are very gentle, right? So, uh, for example, water cutting through rock. All it needs is time. And, you know, water can reduce mountains down to sand. So... Along with that is us being gentle with other people, I feel. Sometimes a gentle word, a kind word, can actually help chip away at that hard edifice that is our ego's personality. Have you ever observed when you're feeling kind of aggressive, but then somebody says something that's loving to you, and all of a sudden this mountain of resistance just falls away? I've experienced that. I've experienced that with loved ones, I've experienced that watching movies, I've experienced that just with other people that don't even know me. So I feel like that's a great example of the gentlest thing in the world overriding the strongest. And of course, when we're talking about the Tao, the Tao which is non-existent, it pervades everything, though there is really no way for it to get in there, right? Right? It's awesome. Okay, so then part two talks about what I feel is one of the pivotal lessons that's laced all throughout the Tao Te Ching, and that is non action. So the Chinese version of this is called Wu Wei, taking no action. And we've talked about taking no action before. Is no action synonymous with laziness? And the thought that, or the conclusion that we came to was that, no, it's not about that. It's about not injecting my ego, not exec, injecting anything selfish into a particular situation. Just allowing things to be as they are without judgment, without imposing my will on anything. And then, of course, working in cooperation with the Tao that's already working with us. That is Wu Wei. Now, there's other definitions of by people more qualified than I, and I encourage you to seek those out. That's just my interpretation of what I, what Wu Wei means to me, at least right now as I'm recording this. It'll probably change next year or the next time I think about it. (laughs) Okay, so to wrap that up, let's remember that verse 43 has two parts. Part one talks about, The greatest thing being nothing or no thing. And part two talks about wu-wei or non-action. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse 43 again. The gentlest thing in the world will override the strongest. The non-existent pervades everything, though there be no inlet. By this I comprehend how effectual is non-action. To teach without words, and to be useful without action, few among people are capable of this. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering allowing the Tao. The first thing is acknowledging the soft Tao. And the second thing is allowing the Tao to teach and to lead. Acknowledging the Soft Tao In Herman Hesse's book Siddhartha, there are two characters I'd like to talk about briefly. One is Siddhartha, and the other one is Govinda. In the book, Siddhartha is the son of a religious leader, and he seeks enlightenment greater than what he can experience at home, so he leaves with one of his friends called Govinda. The pair find teachers to follow and learn a great deal. One day, Siddhartha looks at Govinda and says that there's nothing more to learn, so he's going off to do something else. Govinda is puzzled, but says goodbye to his friend. Siddhartha, on his path to enlightenment, knows that he has come to a place where knowledge only will no longer serve him. He needs to go out and experience the world and its people so he may practice. In this verse... I feel we are called to do the same. Lao Tzu reiterates in a very general way that the softest thing overcomes the hard. The Tao is everywhere, he says. You and I have discovered this many times over on our journey together. We have looked at the spirit of the valley. We have sought to discover our selfish desires. And we have marveled at the always present but never-there Tao. In our practice, let's remember to experience the Tao that permeates everything, despite its actually not being there. Now, this example of soft, overcoming hard is everywhere. It's in gravity. It's in electricity. It's in the energy in a wave there, but not tangible. It's even in quantum mechanics. (laughs) In his book, Something Deeply Hidden, Author Sean Carroll talks about electrons as being in an observable state only when we actually observe them. The rest of the time, they're in a different state called the wave function. (laughs) How is it that we can perceive these no things? Are we using our physical senses to discover them? Or are we only taking bits of information from them? How do we know that the energy that moves a wave is actually there? How do we know gravity is there? Well, there's no direct answer. We sense it. I mean, math can help us express it, but math doesn't tell us what it actually feels like. We must feel it and experience it to know it fully, just like the Tao. And I can talk about stuff in the podcast, but I can't transfer the experience to anyone. So, I invite you to pause after this episode. Think of some of the things that you can perceive that seem to exist outside of knowledge itself. Think of some of the things that you can perceive without your direct sensing of them. I'll bet that even five minutes of this will reveal new things for you, even if you're practiced in becoming aware of things. Allowing the Tao to Teach and Lead Here we are again with this idea of taking no action. Remember when we talked about this in verse 37? We said that there was a difference between literally doing nothing and the deeper meaning of abstaining from injecting selfishness into things. And as it turns out, we have another way to look at non-action in this beautiful verse. Lao Tzu talks about teaching without words and the benefit of taking no action. Just like we saw in the previous section, There's the ever-present Tao in everything. It's imperceivable, at least with our corporeal senses. But, pause, take a moment to get still, and you are showered with the awareness of where Tao can be found. Have you ever tried to let the Tao teach for you instead of doing the teaching yourself? Have you ever stopped saying, here, do it like this, and just allowed your student or follower to take their own course? have you waited for someone to ask you for help? Have you been able to let others make their own mistakes, then showing them how to address those mistakes after they've indicated they're ready to try another way? I've personally had multiple experiences with this. You know, it can be very tempting. In fact, I'd argue that it's my default behavior to begin to tell someone what they should think, how they should do something. But I've noticed that sometimes the best thing to do is to sit back and watch them go through their own lesson and stand by for their call to assistance. Today, this is how I try to lead and teach with the Tao. I'm still new at it, so I'm not always successful in letting things be. (laughs) Okay, now I'd like to share with you one of my favorite stories from Shuangzi this year. It's the Parable of the Dexterous Butcher, translated by Burton Watson. See if you can find the concept of wu-wei or non-action in this short story. Cook Ting was cutting up an ox for Lord Wen Hui. As every touch of his hand, every heave of his shoulder, every move of his feet, every thrust of his knee, zip, zoop. He slithered the knife along with a zing, and all was in perfect rhythm, as though he were performing the dance of the mulberry grove or keeping time to the shing shou music. "'Ah, this is marvelous,' said Lord Hui. "'Imagine skill reaching such heights!' Cook Ting laid down his knife and replied, "'What I care about is the way, which goes beyond skill.' When I first began cutting up oxen, all I could see was the ox itself. After three years, I no longer saw the whole ox. And now, now I go at it by spirit and don't look with my eyes. Perception and understanding have come to a stop and spirit moves where it wants. I go along with the natural makeup, strike in the big hollows, guide the knife through the big openings, and following things as they are. So, I never touch the smallest ligament or tendon, much less a main joint. A good cook changes his knife once a year, because he cuts. A mediocre cook changes his knife once a month, because he hacks. I've had this knife of mine for 19 years, and I've cut up thousands of oxen with it and yet the blade is as good as though it had just come from the grindstone. There are spaces between the joints, and the blade of the knife has really no thickness. If you insert what has no thickness into such spaces, then there's plenty of room, more than enough, for the blade to play about. That's why after nineteen years, the blade of my knife is still as good as when it first came from the grindstone. However, Whenever I come to a complicated place, I size up the difficulties, tell myself to watch out and be careful, keep my eyes on what I'm doing, work very slowly, and move the knife with the greatest subtlety until... Flop! The whole thing comes apart like a clod of earth crumbling to the ground. I stand there holding the knife and look all around me, completely satisfied and reluctant to move on, and then I wipe off the knife... And put it away. Excellent, said Lord Wenhui. I have heard the words of Cook Ting and learned how to care for life. This is one of my favorite stories because it is so applicable for me and my life. I have faced great difficulties in the past eight months, and using this verse, have come out of them with grace. I wish for you the same. So to wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering allowing the Tao, I thought about two things. Number one was acknowledging the soft Tao. And number two was allowing the Tao to teach and to lead. For the final piece of this episode, Let's consider how we can apply the principle of allowing the Tao in this verse today. There are two things we can consider. Number one is awareness of when we're forcing things. And number two is practicing allowing rather than forcing. Let's do a little introspection today for this verse. I'd like to explore how we can be like the butcher of Shuangzi in this story. Imagine that your physical interactions with the world are the knife, and that you are the driver of your body, or the butcher. There are different degrees of skill, aren't there? I think one of the greatest pieces of news in this story is that we can always be trying to get to mastery of things. There's nothing to pay, nothing to give. Just patient practice rewards us with sharp skills. Let's become aware of when we've been forcing things. We could start by calling into our awareness the last 24 hours, the last seven days, or the last month. Was there something that left us feeling unsatisfied? And did we perhaps ask ourselves how we could change it? Now, this can be at home with a family either in our partners' or children's behaviors. Or it can be at work with our colleagues' behaviors. It could be with friends or acquaintances in person or on our social media feeds. Let's just ask ourselves, what did these folks do or say that caused you to feel like you needed to do something about it? Now, Deep breath here. We're going to try our best and look past our justifications for whatever we did or said, and we're just going to ask ourselves without judgment if we force the issue. Did we simply have to have our way? Despite what our loved ones, colleagues, or friends felt or said or perceived, did we disregard that to get our point across? If that was the case, remember that it's okay. We're just looking for times when we forced an issue. We're not saying one way or another about if it needed to be done or not. We're just observing. Now for the next part, let's just ask ourselves. Which blade did we use in this situation? Did we use the dull blade? just hacking our way through it? Or did we use the sharp blade, finding those little cracks and crevices and taking advantage of those little spaces, those little opportunities for movement? A good indicator is how we felt after our activity. Did we feel exhausted and little satisfaction? If so, we probably used the duller blade. On the other hand, did we feel as if nothing had happened and the thing was done anyways? <laughs> if so, we probably used the sharper blade. I'd like to invite you to do your best to remember the story of the butcher for the next week, if you can. Remember that when a new situation arises and you must respond to it, there are multiple courses of actions you can take. Before responding in a manner that seems familiar to you, pause for a moment, and consider if there's a way that would demand less energy from you. Perhaps it's a word or gesture. Perhaps it's a time to just wait. Perhaps not. Just consider. I've found that when I look at seemingly impossible situations, or allow the doubt to operate by waiting or by being open, things actually just happen around me that seem to be preferred if I am willingly participating in them. I think it's a good time to note that we're not talking about abject passivity here. Rather, we're looking for opportunities to act in cooperation with the Tao rather than despite the Tao. Sometimes because we're both yin and yang beings, we act in the physical world, and that's our nature. We can do our best to ensure our action is in harmony with the Tao, and we can always look for times to get better by allowing it to happen rather than by forcing it. So that'll wrap things up today. To consider the principle of allowing the Tao, I can consider two things. One is I can consider practicing awareness of when I'm forcing things, and number two I can practice allowing rather than forcing things. To close out this episode, I will leave you with a reading of verse 43 of the Tao Te Ching translated by Walter Gorn Old. The gentlest thing in the world will override the strongest. The non-existent pervades everything, though there be no inlet. By this, I comprehend how effectual is non action. To teach without words and to be useful without action, few among people are capable of this. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you, as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast, and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.